This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome everybody to the Next in Fashion Wrap Up. I am Haley Strong. I am not alone here today to talk about some great designs. Sarah Carradine has joined me once more to talk about the new season of Next in Fashion. Sarah, Hi, welcome. Haley. Thank you so much. The good designs, question mark. <laughs> um, the designs. Um, yeah. I was so excited uh, when the season two dropped because I know we both enjoyed season one so much and, you know, it had been cancelled by, you know, within months of it first coming out in 2020. So I was very surprised to see this um, season two. Uh, yes, much to discuss, I think. Yeah, so let us get right into it. Um, it has been a while. I'm trying to think of when we recorded the first podcast. I'm guessing it was in, was it in 2021? Because I know I yeah. watched it almost a full year after. And yes. like, I had, I loved it. I just kind of stumbled across it on Netflix one day. Um, I loved it. I tweeted about it. You messaged me being like, hey, I love this too. Like, you know, let's talk about it. And so mm-hmm. when, and then it went away and we thought we're never hearing from next in fashion again. And um, recently we got news that there was a season two coming. There was a little bit of a change with uh, Alexa Chung no longer being one of the co-hosts and Gigi Hadid coming in. And I was fine with that. I liked Gigi Hadid and everything. I really enjoyed Alexa Chung. So I was sad to see her go, but I was like, Hey, as long as I'm getting next in fashion, I am happy with it. 
Yeah, I mean, I was so much the same. I think we spoke maybe two years ago, around about this time, and I'd already seen Next in Fashion when it dropped in 2020. I was very excited because I didn't have anyone else to talk to about it. <laughs> oh, Twitter, you know, for all its ills, there some good comes out of it. And I really liked that first season in a way that I'm now rethinking, like, exactly why, because, spoiler alert, not so hot on this second season. So I think through our discussion, I might find out why I like that first one so much. Yeah, I would have to say that I wasn't as grasped by the season as last season. I wasn't as blown away by some of the designs. I don't think it was like the fault of the challenges, honestly. So I'm actually really interested that you are kind of in the same like wavelength as me where it's kind of like, Oh, okay. Like, I don't regret watching this season, but it wasn't a home run like season one was for me. Yes. I mean, in a way, it was funny when it was cancelled. I thought, oh, maybe it's this thing where there's this gem, this sort of one season perfect gem, perfect, you know, relatively. And it's not that they've ruined it by coming back. There's nothing wrong with season two, but it's a bit anodyne. It's a bit not exciting in a way that the excitement of some of the fashion and the vision and the designers of season one were. I mean, just just for an example, they went gaga over Godoy, who made an amazing white ball gown um, for a male model uh, with a strapless bust and a big skirt and a small tie and the, the model had a pair of glasses on and and it was fantastic. I loved it. The judges went completely gaga over it as if Billy Porter didn't exist. Was It was so curious. Yeah, and I would also just, like, say as, like, cool of a statement as that was and as pretty as the dress was, I've seen that dress before. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't find that dress to be, like, particularly unique. And I would say a lot of the stuff this season, I wasn't like, wow, I have never seen that before. I would say there was a couple people who had interesting visions And I just, but I just wasn't sitting there like, wow, every episode, like I was last season. And I think um, part of it was, I I don't think the people on this season were as talented as of constructors as we had last season, with the exception, I'd say of Bao, who I thought was absolutely incredible at her construction every garment she made fit the models perfectly we saw a lot of bad fits this season not like bad outfits but bad like fits of the models which was yes really disappointing Mm, we certainly didn't see that so so much or at all in the first season and I wonder I mean there, there was such a broad net thrown for contestants, for these designers in season one. So they came from, I mean, all over Mexico, Scotland, India, Italy, China. The spoiler winner came from South Korea and the United States. And it was such a mixture of, you know, influences and thought and so on. And one thing we didn't like about season one so much was was uh, con- uh, competing in pairs, but there was something about when the pairs got together, which they utilised a-, a little bit in this season, that actually was really exciting. So people coming from very different backgrounds and coming together. So I wonder, that's part of it for me with season one was this such a broad swathe of influence. 
And there were 18 of them too, which yeah. I had to look up. I was surprised. Oh, gosh, so many. I saw that number today too. And I was really surprised at that. And I would say, yeah, I'm happy with a smaller group. I'm also happy with the not stuck in pairs. I like I like that sometimes they did a team challenge. Sometimes they did a pair challenge. But for the most part, they were on their own, which I really liked. Yes. I also, yeah, I like that there was a bit of a smaller cast. I was really missing that international element of seeing so many different styles come together. I also think it might have been a part of because the net was so wide, we're getting the best people from all over the world. We're in this season, I mean, these all these people are so talented, but it's how many how many people were here? 10, 12? 12. We're doing 12 people from one country. So like God, I feel I feel bad saying it's like we're scraping the barrel because we're not like these people are very talented oh, uh, without question. Without but it question. is it's a little it's it's obviously a shallower pool when you're looking at one country rather than mm-hmm. an entire globe. Right. Like it's just that I mean, is the fact yeah. of the matter. Belle was born in Vietnam, but she came to the United States as a child. And Osama was from Venezuela. Uh, I think immigrated as an adult, but there was even that moment. So the first episode, the the uh, prompt was royalty. And again, look, the theme can be anything. If you're an if you're an extraordinary designer and thinker mm-hmm. and innovator, it's sort of you know the theme is what you make it. And Bao did an extraordinary golden gown with this draping which we come to see is like her draping is incredible and then when one of the boys tries to drape quite late in the season he goes oh draping's really hard it's like yeah no toy <laughs> and she draped it in in a particular sort of salmon coral fabric this is not a color combination that I like but one of the designers one of the judges stated that it was a bad color combination and I thought no this is an Asian color combination oh okay you yeah. know to me this is a color combination that you would see very much on uh, uh in in Asian couture that salmon coral color that looks so beautiful against that that complexion I mean I don't wear it because I'd look terrible in it but I'm not going to look at that color combination and go yuck you know what's that I was really take I was really taken aback and I thought you should know better shouldn't you and I that's when I realized I missed that extensive pull international pull even like from the judges like I felt that judging this season was so odd Mm. Like it just, they would, I don't know, just, there are so many, there's quite a few episodes where who went home, I was just like perplexed by, I was like, I would, you know, I don't agree and sure I can, um, I can justify what they did, why they did what they did, but sometimes it was just like, I don't. I don't think that was the correct call. I just don't think it was the correct call. And I would have to say like, in season one, both you and I were like totally taken by Minju Kim. Like we loved her. We thought she was a great character. There was a lot of great characters on season one. I wasn't particularly drawn to anyone this season. Like I don't think in two months I'm going to particularly have somebody where I was like, oh, I love them. They were just great. I appreciated a lot of the garments. There were very few where I thought, you know, it really tickled my sort of fashion spot. 
I really liked Desiree and their presentation of that play of masculine feminine, but it was more in their presentation than in the garments they were making. I expected there to be more play there. So I, I sort of appreciated them without wanting to wear any of the clothes. Yeah, I would say the person who had the most quote unquote wearable clothes for me would have been James. I really liked a lot of what he did. I thought it was like, it felt very like classic, but with a fun twist. I think the the garment he made for the childhood challenge, I thought that was just really like loved. beautiful. And loved. I love the, yeah, like I would, yeah, like I would have, or even I can't remember what, I think it was the thrifting challenge. He made the like quilted jacket with a quilt. And I mm-hmm. thought that was absolutely stunning. Like I thought he did classic really well in like an interesting way. And I obviously have a lot of respect for what Nigel does. And I do, spoiler alert, think he was the deserving winner from this uh, season. Absolutely, yes. But it doesn't really, like you say, like do it for me. Like it's just not my taste and that's fine. I think he's so incredibly talented in what he does and he's able to like put his stamp on everything he does in an obvious way but that's not too same 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 um yeah i thought his collection at the end was was really interesting and like it was so him but like beautifully constructed so i i I do think he was the absolutely most deserving winner here but he wasn't like an entertaining character at all. No. And in fact, you could see at the end. So this is young Nigel with his bucket hat and his wonderful fabrication. I mean, he makes his fabrics and then he makes his garments. And they are extraordinary. I There's nothing of his that I would wear, maybe one of the jackets. I don't know. But I'd be really excited to see a show and I'd be excited to see other people wearing it. But he's sitting on the confessional buffet and clearly they're saying to him Nigel could you be a bit excited you just won and he says so I just will say yay and he throws up some confetti and we finally the last moment of the 10th episode we get some bit more personality where he gets the broom and comes back to sweep up the confetti that he threw up yeah I thought that was quite fun and his family was great but yeah this season just didn't it just didn't quite grasp me the way last season did. I wouldn't say there's a ton of um, uh, designs that really like have made an impact on me. Like even thinking mm-hmm. about like the first couple episodes, like I don't really like remember many. Yes, the, the- yeah. The first one was royalty, and honestly, James, who I came to really appreciate, and I actually really like his work. I thought his thing was looked cheap and thrown together. The judges did not agree, but that's one of the reasons that we like watching these shows with experts. So you can say, well, this is my opinion, but I would like to hear, like when the judges would go ooh ah over something that I thought, oh, that's that's interesting. Like, But it, he stood out for me because I I had a revolution in my thinking, which was, oh, God, here we go, the the. The um, confidence of a mediocre white man and it's like, no, that's not James at all. That's my, you know, first thought about him and I was completely wrong. And by the time uh, that he did the childhood, which was the striped shirt but then with the with the um, sweatshirt collar and the sweatshirt, a mock turtleneck, I thought I would 100% wear that. 
you know, and I'm an old lady. So, I, and I felt he was done down very slightly by a pairs challenge where two would go. So they had some pairs challenge where both pairs would go, both members of the, both members of the pairing would go. And they had other pairs challenges where only one member would go. And this to me was the most curious sort of judging uh, problem. It's like if they're collaborating and there's two of them, how do you know which one goes? Yes. And I would have to agree with that. Like there shouldn't have been a Paris challenge as late as there was Um, because they did what the Paris challenge at final eight or final six. I think final six. Challenge at uh, episode five, which would be final seven. And then they did it again with the swimwear. Yeah. Um, Swimwear is so difficult. I mean, to rise or fall on somebody else's fit of swimwear. And then that's the one that they chose one person to leave. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that swimmer episode because I thought that was, I thought that was some of the most egregious judging. Um, uh, but we see we see Megan go home, who we haven't mentioned yet. And I like Megan. Um, I went. I really like the colors she uses. Like that is my taste. I love bright colors. I love some of her '90s inspired stuff. Like the mall thing is like really fun to me. Like I used to have this bear. It was like the denim bear or the doodle bear or something like that. And you would like draw on it, and that's like the colors that like she was using. It really very much reminded me of that. Um, I loved her um, ABBA-inspired, her first episode. I, I was it, the, Her stuff is not for me, but yeah. that first one, I thought, oh, who is she? That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then she was paired with Bao in this challenge, and they, for me, by far had the best set of um, swimwear. Their women's suit was absolutely stunningly gorgeous. It fit the model incredibly well. It was it, it felt like fresh enough like swimmer swimmer I feel is like hard to kind of you know revolutionize the wheel over and over again and then especially compared to um gosh who was even pairs that one give me one second so the pairs were Deontre uh, and Nigel uh well this was the tiny bit of strategy because Desiree had won the previous episode, they got to choose their own partner and to pair other people up. So they pair up Deontre and Nigel because they both make menswear and they were thinking, hmm, they're going to have an interesting time with a female model. So smart. So and smart. They paired up Bao and Megan because they make both make women's wear. But aha, Bao makes men's wear. She just hadn't told anybody. So it's it also like smart from Bao. I love that. And Very smart. Uh, and the fit on their so their men's their uh, Bao and um, Megan's Megan. men's look I would say was a little like tacky and cheap with like the 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 chain um, little tank top but I like the bottoms actually like I quite like them and then compared to the other two um, who other two pairs where I thought there was major fit issues that should have been addressed way before them saying oh well we don't see Megan in this where I saw Megan in it I saw Megan mm. in the colors of it because Bow and the playfulness yeah because the Bao playfulness of that men's suit yeah. which was like a a speedo under a trunk which sounds horrible but I actually really liked it it was a little colored speedo and then a mesh trunk and then 
The women's one was a combo of those two fabrics as well, and I thought they went really well together. I thought that Deontre and Nigel's fit was so appalling. Potentially, it was uh, it was almost offensive. Like yes, I don't know. Deontre says, "Oh, I've worked with neoprene." Well, if you've worked with neoprene, why does it look like that? It was like it. It looked like it was going to fall off. They could have. They could have done something last minute. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how neoprene works, if you can just, like, pin mm. it and call it a day. But it's, it, like, a two, it's a two-way stretch is one of the problems with it. But you just, that's one of the things that you need to work with. Yeah. And, but and, it was and, so loose. And it was, it was so terrible. And they and it was it was disrespectful to women, that, that, <laughs> that swimming suit. And then he said something like, oh, I'm reinventing the uh, wetsuit by taking the sleeves off. Buddy, we've been wearing sleeveless wetsuits since wetsuits were invented. <laughs> I mean, um, and, and then no. Desiree and Amari ended up winning this challenge. But I, I don't think what, I don't think what they did was g- good. I didn't think it was good. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I didn't. I thought the fit on their female model was <gasps> oh. first of all not good. Second of all. Deeply flattering. I own a bathing suit that looks like that. Mm. You know what I mean? That I bought at American Eagle four years ago. So yes. it's like not next in fashion at all. Yes. And I think it's that idea. It's very interesting. They have what I object to being called plus size models, but that's what that's what they're called. They're just size models. They're just models. Models are just models. But it's very interesting when any of the plus size models appeared on any of the runways. It's like people didn't know what to do do with them and in the final um collection from bow they were saying oh you see her clothes work on any woman yes the skinny models got the cutouts and the tightness and the plus size model was in a voluminous skirt and her boobs were completely swaddled and i thought no that's not for any size woman and that's fine if you don't want to design for larger women size beautiful Absolutely fine. But here I feel like Desiree and Amari also were completely confounded by having a normal size woman. Uh, and they covered, they did a very strange thing on the on the pants section, which was like, well, let's just cover that up. And the judges were like, oh, that's so great because that model would feel so, you know, perfectly modest. Maybe she doesn't want to be modest. Maybe yeah. she wants her ass out. Yeah. So there was a little bit of that going on, which just got on my tits. But they win. And then Megan, for some reason, is sent home when it should have been one of Deontre or Nigel. I feel yeah. Deontre because he had worked with the material before, or maybe Nigel should have gone because why haven't you made uh, clothes for women? You get cast on this show. Okay, let's just imagine it. You get cast on this show. You've seen season one. You know you're going to have to dress women. Why don't you spend the month or the two weeks or the five days before you start the show uh, running up some women's clothes? Not episode seven. You would think, but, you know, 
I mean, it worked out for him anyway. Who, like, what is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> what does it matter? What, 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 doesn't care what I think. He's got $200,000 <laughs> and uh, a, well, they kept saying that the collection would be on Rent the Runway, but I actually read some things where the wording is very particular and the wording is have the opportunity to have a collection on Rent the Runway. So mm. I think uh, in the same way that the net porte contract also had that in it, although Minju did work with the H&M company, so that did pay off for her. Yeah. Was there any other challenges that really stood out to you? I liked the thrifting challenge. I liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it. And <laughs> I think... I think my biggest issue with it was the time constraints. And I would say that was one of my issues with the season of the whole. So I felt like the time constraints were a little too tight, like across the board. Do you remember the times from last day? They, they had two four-hour runways this time around. I just don't remember that happening in, in season one. I don't either, but I can't guarantee that it didn't. <laughs> so let's talk about that time constraint. It's so artificial. It's unnecessary, in my opinion. I mean, normally they're getting seven hours today and four hours tomorrow. And, of course, the television show wants us to think that it's all last minute and and models will be walking down half nude with no clothes. And, of course, it it all gets on the runway in some way or another. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was really excited about the Met Gala challenge. Yes. Especially since the the theme of the theme of the Met Gala was like camp. So I was hoping for something like really like outrageous and cool and just kind of those things that I've been looking for from this show. And I would say that I didn't really like I wasn't super passionate about any of the outfits. Um, my favorite from the Met Gala was or from the Met Gala challenge was I would say bows i thought it was just a really beautiful beautiful outfit it didn't scream camp or met gala to me and i get where she was going with all of the pockets and everything but it wasn't it wasn't like 
super um, apparent to me that there were pockets. Like if I just saw that dress, I don't think I would clock that there are pockets on it. Yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful red carpet gown. I mean, let's just look at the judges there. So it's camp and the judges are Bella Hadid and Jason Bolden, who's a stylist, who I actually really liked. And I, a lot of his comments I, I did like and he got very emotional, which is fine, but it's not actually your job as a judge to get emotional. The contestants get emotional. <laughs> That's just my theory on, on that. Bella Hadid was going to turn up at some point. The theme is camp. The theme is camp. Where's the drag queen judge? Yeah. Where's, where's Monet Exchange? Where's, it doesn't have to be a drag queen, but Bella Hadid as a model is a very attractive, successful model. But she's not, but, like, known for outrageous outfits. No, no. Get Billy Porter. Yeah. You know, it, it just, just something where someone understands what camp means. I mean, to me, the most camp thing that I liked was Desiree's boxer skirt look. I don't think it was entirely successful as a garment, but I could see where it was going. That's where I'm at is I didn't. It, I I understood it, but I also like was like, okay, like I don't think we got quite where we wanted. I really loved DeAndre. I think he did the hand. Yes, that that for me was really cool. Like I thought that was the most fitting to the theme. It was the it most was interesting. Yeah, it was yes. camp. I love that he was like doing the nails, ready to like press them on the fan. <laughs> and like and they were like, oh, there's construction issues with I don't know what part of it, but I was like they wanted the fingers to be attached to each other so that they stayed together because you couldn't tell it was a hand. I could tell that was a hand. Uh, if we're, think, if yes. we're playing the construction issue games, yeah. let's bop on over to Amari who like her dress was just I did not like this one at all. It was the I think it was the bows for this one, right? Where she had all of the bows sewn together. It just I I don't I didn't like I just didn't like it and I couldn't I like the color. I like the color sure, but I just That's didn't there's nothing else about it where I was like It's also just not wearable. Like, it's not. No, who no, yeah. it's not. Uh so that challenge I thought was fun and interesting. I didn't like the decades. I know People love that. Yeah. I just felt like it was too easy. I liked that they didn't know which decade they were getting, so they just grabbed a handbag. I'm not a fan of going and running and grabbing things, but I can see how it works. And I do love that the in this in this challenge that the models <gasps> yes. were from each decade, which I I thought that I love. I that. thought it was brilliant. I really liked that we did diversify the models a little bit more this season from age, um, you know, size, everything. Like I really did like that. There was also a model from America's Next Top Model, Philip, from oh. a couple seasons ago. Not a couple seasons ago. It's been a long time now, but he. He was one of the models. So America's Next Top Model still, still, still working out models. Yes. And Val won this episode and I liked it, but it felt, it felt 80s. Like it didn't feel fresh at all. And it's also what she does. And I do not want to do down what she does because her construction is impeccable. And it seems to me, I mean, she's very, she's, she has a successful business. Yes. $200,000 would help her give more attention to her children. Hello, working mothers. Hello. But I feel like another reason that Nigel is a fantastic winner, not only his work, but how he will be able to set up 
what he needs to do. It's not that Bao doesn't deserve $200,000, but she already has a very successful business and she's very she's very good at what she does. Gigi Hadid has worn her stuff on a red carpet before. Yes. So, and Deontre, he started strong. Very in strong. The middle, he won a lot of challenges strong. off the yes. top. Yes, he did. And I, li- I like his stuff. I love that puffer. I love that streetwear. And his collection confounded me at the end. I thought, is this, like I know that couture or runway, you then translate it, but when you're doing a runway for streetwear, how much translation am I supposed to do to think about putting those garments on someone in the street? Those strange backpack puffers, I was I kept expecting them to pull them up so that there'd be a hood or yeah. whirl them off or something. I, I, Good luck to him, but it wasn't next in fashion. No, my favorite piece that he made, besides the hand dress, was with the challenge with Megan, where he did the men's puffer, like like the one with the very long train, and it was hot pink. I really liked that. I, I mm-hmm. mean, again, it's just a color I enjoy. It was would probably be pretty cozy too. <laughs> yeah, but he did a lot of the same. He did a lot of same same, and I guess like Nigel did too. But um, you know, I guess all yeah. you know what? the top three were all very much like it didn't feel like they were pushing their own boundaries very much. But do you think? I mean, there was a lot of oh, you've changed. Oh, you've come through. Oh, you've done this. Oh, you've done that. Do you think this actually happens in? Like it's hard to know how long they were in the competition, but Bao's daughter runs into her when she's preparing for the final runway and she says, I haven't seen her in over a month. So we say, okay, they're away for a month. I, I'm sure we can all learn and grow in an hour, but a month and then, to congr- and then for the judges to congratulate themselves on how the contestants have shifted and changed. Uh, yes, they were pushed, but... But I don't think they were the pushed hard enough, three. honestly. No. Like, I don't think anyone was pushed out of their comfort zone really no. at all. And like, sure, yeah, Nigel made some women's clothes and he's not used to that. But yeah. I just feel that like looked last- exactly like his men's clothes. Yeah. I mean, I, the, and that's why people like Gigi look at them and want to wear them. It's like, I want to wear your men's clothes. It makes them for women yeah. because they are so fantastic. They're truly unisex. Unisex is usually something made for a man that we're then supposed to use but his stuff is truly unisex it could be for either and in that way again you know he's a he's a good winner but I think all of the final three their final collection looked like their aesthetic from the beginning yeah it didn't feel it it didn't feel like it was like oh we picked this up I you know what I mean I picked this up from this you know I I don't don't Mm -hmm. even know how to say it but it's just Mm -hmm. it didn't yeah it didn't feel like growth it felt it felt like exactly the collection they put out on day, let's say, 30 was the same as the collection they would have put out on day one. Yes. I mean, there, there was a nice moment where Godoy says he'll show James how to make a sharp point. So there's stuff to pick up. But I feel like in season one there was a lot more exchange of skills and people showing people how to do things. I and think if you maybe remember- that was just because they were in partnerships for like a long yes, portion of it. Right. So, yeah, but I don't sense. know. I just, I wish I was, I, was, I wish I was as charmed by this season as I was last season. And that's not saying that I don't hope it comes back for another season because I think maybe we could like co- combine 
the highlights from both to make like a better product but yes it was just missing something for me I don't want to put people off you know 30 minutes into the podcast I don't want to put people off watching it because there's something I like things where people who are good at the thing they are doing are doing the thing Mm -hmm. so everybody every contestant is good or extremely good at some part of dressmaking. And it's wonderful to see them take the fabric and make it into something. I remember that in my child, in the 70s, we used to do that. We get a pattern and a piece of fabric, and on a Saturday you would make something and you would wear it that night. They weren't necessarily great, and they were very simple, and it was from a pattern. But there's something about there was nothing and now there's a garment. It's also because we didn't have any money. So I really appreciate just that transformation of the materials into the garment. Then you add in their aesthetic, then you add in their humour or their personality and all of that. And so shows like this or Blown Away, for example, where the glass blowers forgot, I mean, which of our, I haven't blown glass on a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> to wear later that night. <laughs> to wear later that night. But to see people doing what they do really well and even though it's a competition reality show, there is a little strategy in Blown Away where you have to think about what the judges are after. And there were tiny bits of strategy here, but that the strategy and the alliances and so on are so far out of the competition. I mean, I think if you like someone, they might help you with it, like how do you drape this or so on. But what, sorry, what I'm trying to say, my point, and I do have one, is to have a competition where it's about the actual skills of the thing you are producing is really refreshing. I mean, I love Survivor, but it's not about that. It's yeah, that's about a really good something point. completely different. So I don't want to put people off from watching it. I think one of the problems might have been that I watched them one after the other, mm. and I might have liked it better if I'd watched one at a time I don't know they did speaking of that actually to to thunder on there were a couple of cliffhangers why when you drop all the episodes I don't know I didn't like that and I noticed that too and I was kind of zoot zooting through all the episodes today just to like write down the winners and who was eliminated what the challenges were that I would be like and the person going home is end episode start new episode it was like for what? For what? For what? Yes. And maybe they but, didn't think that they were going to get an, like a all of the episodes dropped at once. I don't know. And like, yeah, like I wouldn't, yeah. to your point of like, you don't want to scare people off. I wouldn't say this was a waste of my time. I enjoyed oh, it. It just like, I feel like if maybe you watch this one without seeing the first one, like it would, I don't know, actually. I think you'd like it. And like, I do think if, hey, if you like Project Runway, I think you're going to like this season as well, right? Like, absolutely. It's good. These people are doing amazing things outside of any scope that I could even fathom. It just, the TV product wasn't as enjoyable as the last one was. And that is, that's, that's the scoop there. Do you remember quite so many personal stories in season one? Maybe I've come out. I feel like I do. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. I feel like I really remember. uh, Actually, I think her name is Haley. She was from Scotland. Like, I remember her talking about her twin boys and being a single mom. And then they did her dirty with her pairing. 
she never had a chance once she paired up with that other designer. Yeah, I feel like bulldozed I, her. Yeah, I feel like we did get. Mm-hmm. I would say a similar amount of personal stories. I wish we got more personal stories, honestly. Yeah, because I, I liked them. Me liked too. Them. And I feel like I didn't know the I didn't know these people well. Like we had Eliana, who I feel like I know absolutely nothing about. I don't know even like what her vision is, like what her usual style is. I feel like I know nothing about her except that she learned to sew four years ago and she's from Ohio. Like that's all yes. I've got on her. Yes. I mean, she went out quite early. Are they doing that? Well, if we if we give you her backstory, her personal story, then you'll get to attach to her. But we we know it's a competition show. We know someone's going. Yeah. I mean, we got got a lot of Kay Sean who they had high hopes for. <laughs> I think he was lucky to get through the episodes he did get through. But yes, certainly as the the numbers dwindled, we did get some very moving and interesting backstories. I mean, everyone's story is interesting, but like where people have come from and how they came to uh, dressmaking is 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 like really very very interesting. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i want to present something to you mm-hmm. would you like it better if every episode the designers also had a sewing helper like who just who just helped to sew kind of like in the last, in the final episode, making the collection, just somebody there to like really help bring the designs to life because we see somebody like James who has a brilliant mind, but doesn't necessarily have the technical skill to bring everything to light, especially in that, in the first pairs challenge, like Godoy like admits that he did like 90% of the work. And I would love to feel worse for Godoy if he didn't pick his own partner, like knowing that was the case. And like James only worked on the pizza purse. Um, I love that I, pizza purse. I, that's one of the things I would purchase for myself. But it's also practical because the size is practical and the zip was at the top and all my things yeah. would go in it. And I love the chain into leather shoulder strap. I thought it was great. Yeah, I just think there would be some benefit to having like a sewing a sewing helper in, in every child. Yeah. I mean, I was very struck in the first episode, sort of getting my mind back into Next in Fashion, where I thought, oh, not only are they designers, but they have to be able to construct, they have to be able to sew. And designers should be able to sew, but they're not, 
that's not their main job. I think of necessity they have, particularly if you're a one-person business, you have to do all your own sewing. I think one of the interesting things when we saw this with the collections was the ability to utilise the sewers, the ability to transfer to another person what's in your head. Yeah. And maybe having a sewer would build up that part of them as well, that you have to, that your drawings have to be slightly more accurate (laughs) and less sort of fantasy and that they could discuss construction with someone, not design matters, but construction Mm -hmm. matters with someone who's like does this day in and day out. And like I don't think they should have to like pass off all, like I don't think James should be able to pass off all of his work to these but I think it would be because like look at Amari like I I think she has good vision but one of the storylines this whole season was that she's like a pretty slow sewer and so I think we could have gotten more from Amari if she had that person like Mm -hmm. because in the decades challenge I liked where she was going with her outfit like the cropped Jackie O kind of style, oh, but so I bad. thought the hemline on oh. the jacket was jacket was atrocious. Awful. Yes, yes, but it was a beautiful idea. I imagined it fit correctly to the yeah. model and finished. And suddenly, it's a it's a completely different garment. I mean, I think the judges are slightly taking that into consideration, but also for Amari with her Met Gala bows, if she'd had someone banging out those bows she could have constructed then the garment with the – because she spent the entire time making the bows, she had no time for placement apart yeah. from the top. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not a bad idea. So, all right, so we're Or, slowly- like, five hours – like, so – or if they have, like, ten hours to do it, they get five hours of sewing help. So they have to, like, really, like, know how to u- utilise that help. But I just yes. think it's – there should be – a little bit more of an even playing field. And we see um, Quayshawn, who um, he has a disability. And, like, I would have loved to, like, have him and his vision stick around longer. Mm-hmm. But he just, he oh, being a one-man band, he couldn't he couldn't keep up with what some of the other people were doing. Because if you look at what Quayshawn was wearing, like, all his clothes yeah. were amazing, and you know he made them. It's just he had time yeah. because he's he's one-handed. He had time to make them. So the time pressure meant that his work looked very rough and unfinished, whereas the clothing he was wearing, the fit was incredible, the ideas behind them, even the things I didn't particularly like. Oh, it's not my style, but I can see, like, how beautifully made they are. That's because he's had time at home to make them. Great. So let's so let's have some international people to add some flavor. Let's have everybody gets a sewer. What else do we what else do we want? Oh, the teams, the, the pairs challenges earlier in the season. Yeah, uh, I think so. both of them go. I think both of them go. Yeah. I think to have a pairs challenge where one of them goes is incredibly unfair. Yeah. I love I love a challenge. Um where there's two teams I think that's so fun to like do a mini collection with that I'm glad we got one of those I didn't love that one team had six people and one team had five people or whatever yeah. it was like I just do, don't do it at the even do it I, at an even number I'm a Libra I like balance I don't <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable when there's like a, an odd number of people for like an even number of things like, you know what I mean like I just 
I wanted, I just wanted them to have an even, even number of teams. Like let's. So they should make it episode three. So swap thrift and wear the earth. Yeah. There you go. You've got, you've got an even number. Yeah. Uh, now, Gigi Hadid, I like her very much. Alexa Chung, much more successful to my mind. Oh, well, Alexa Chung is a presenter. Yes. Right? Where G- Gigi Hadid, she, um, I thought was better than I thought she was going to be. Yes, absolutely agree. Absolutely but, agree. But it's just the way Alexa Chung and Tan France were able to play off of each other mm-hmm. um, was really fantastic. Where I felt like Tan France this season was, I like, I don't know what it was, but I just didn't love him quite as much. I, I saw him in that opening outfit, which was a multicolored jacket and pants with no shirt and some gold jewelry. And I thought, Wow, I have never seen Tan look cheap, and he looks cheap today. So I don't quite know what happened. I think maybe it looks better in person than on the screen. And then, like you, I was charmed by Gigi. She did really well, but I feel like they were directed as if you can direct an interplay between two people, that Alexa and Tan had such a fun backwards and forwards. Because Alexa's also not only experience as a presenter, but she has a self-deprecation. She has a humour that Gigi doesn't have. Gigi's younger. Gigi's only 27. But I thought she did well, but they tried to, the production tried to shoehorn her into an Alexa-style banter with Tan, and it didn't work. Like, let them find their own relationship. I loved her, so she was very supportive of the designers, and I think that's really nice. That worked very well. That was a new thing that she brought. Um, She cried when people were eliminated, and even though I said it's not your job to cry, it was kind of, it would have been a heartening thing. I appreciate that she likes them that much and that these people have had such an impact on her that she is emotional when it comes Mm -hmm. to them leaving. Mm-hmm. So I think she did. I think she did well, and I think that it was production that did her a disservice by trying to sh- make her an Alexa, which she is not. Yeah. Sorry to all the people listening who have Alexas. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, I'm not going to say what I have because I don't want it to talk at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, do you remember the little interstitials at the end of each episode yes. last season? Like we didn't get any of those, and I thought those were so cute. Just. I wanted a lot more personality in general. Yes. Yes. I think something happened to Tan. He was very, he like, he's very suave anyway, but it's like the suaveness was dialed up to 11. Well, and I so feel there were like, no rough edges. There yeah, were no corners. Like everything was too serious almost yeah. coming from him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they had some heavy hitters, hitters in the in the judges. I mean, Helena Christensen came on, and she's from Denmark, so she's my people. And you just the start, the sheer charisma was just like pouring out of her. And then they didn't really give her a chance to to speak or no, interact with them I, more. I wanted to hear more from the judges, and that's one mm-hmm. thing I love about Project Runway is that the guest judges aren't there just to like look. They're there to like be like, okay, here's my opinion. And I feel like we didn't get nearly enough of that. Yeah. I, so I was thrilled to see her and Isabel Morant and the same thing for me. Like put them in the workroom. Yeah. Put yeah, that's a great room. point. So Helena could say, I think this is very lovely, but if I was modeling this, this is how I would feel. Or, yeah. you know, and have uh, Isabel Morant is one of my absolute fashion hero icons and I'm sure that she would have had some really 
constructive if she could have stood at their workbenches for five minutes for each of them, like what a gift that would be, so that the show, so that this idea of, oh, you've improved so much over the month actually becomes real. Yes, because Ismail Moran stood talking at me for five minutes about how derivative I am and she's completely changed my mind. I mean, not that that's what she would say, but, you know, it um, it was curious to have those very particular people selected and then not used yeah and and then then have Bella Hadid for camp it's like what do you think yeah and then we also see see Jason Bolden and Mm -hmm. uh Gabrielle Karifa Johnson a couple times and it would have been great to see them in the workroom and be like hey I saw this from you last time yes and like I missed last week but now I'm back to see kind of how we're evolving here or um because those two aren't designers per se but they're stylist and gabrielle works for vogue to say like okay hey how how can we market this how can we like are who who's your audience for this like are you are people no how are we gonna style how are you styling styling it it. in 10 episodes no one no one asked any of the designers who their who their market was yeah Again, we don't want to put you off watching no, it. <laughs> like we, yeah, like I'm, I'm sad that we, I'm sad that that um, we didn't come here being excited off our socks about it. But yeah, I do, I do hope okay. there's a season three. I really, yeah. Do. Look, I hope there's a season three. I hope they let Gigi be Gigi. I hope Tan gets his corners and a bit of roughness back. And I just, I think a broader net needs to be thrown. Do, are they recruited? Are they applying? Like it would be very interesting to know where these people came from. So you have someone like Bao who's a very successful designer. She's coming because she wants $200,000 and that's completely fine. Yeah, there. totally. Very happy for her to want that. But it's like, is that who the show is for or is it for the Nigels and the Megans who are just starting and that would you know, buy them an assistant or it would buy them a, a social media person or it would buy them, I mean, I don't know. It's like what what are we trying to turn out? Yeah. Do you want a next in fashion that is 12 graduates of fashion school? They were at fashion yeah, school last like, year and I, this is their first year out. I would love to see a little bit more balance in the level of skill, I yes. think. Yes, yes. And I think if you're looking for balance in the skill level, you have to come down to inexperience because you're not going to get enough experienced designers to fill out a season. Yeah, I guess so. Or, or, oh, you do it in pairs, a mentor and a mentee. <gasps> yeah, that's that's fun. Mm. As long as the mentor isn't like, well, I'm, I have the more experience. Let's just go with what I'm doing all the time. Yes. Yes, because they'd have to be in the competition too. So, but they could be marked down severely if their mentees, you know, work wasn't visible. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, do you, I? I'm surprised. I thought we were going to go like two hours on this, but yeah. I feel like we might have exhausted <laughs> all of our talking exactly. points. Honestly, exactly. I mean, I just was trying to think of some looks that I liked. I did like the groom in the flower outfit uh, and the veil. It's not next in fashion, but I, you know, it, it appealed to me. I liked seeing fabrics. I liked seeing fabrications. I, you know what I, I you know just, what I missed from last season that I really loved was the print challenge or like. Oh yes, I think it would have been fine to redo that. 
Oh, absolutely! I'd completely forgotten where they made their own. Um, they made their own print. Yes, that that could just just be an incredible flowering of creativity. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that I've got anything else to say except yes, go and watch it. Uh, we have critiques that may not bother any of you as you watch it, and we hope this is season three. Yeah. And we'd love to hear we'd love to hear your opinions on the show too. So like send us a message with how you feel about it. But, yeah. yeah, please do. Sarah, what else do you got going on right now? Well, I have a weekly true crime review podcast uh called Crime Scene, S-E-E-N. That's here on RHAP Reality TV Rehap Ups with the great Mari Forth. I'm writing about Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains. You can find my articles over at Inside Survivor. And on silent podcasts, I'm talking all things Taskmaster Australia with Ninja Warrior Sean Bryan and our guests. You can follow me for all of that information on Twitter at Sarah Carradine. What about you, Hayley? What have you got going on? Well, I've only seen the first episode of Taskmaster Australia so far. I'm very much looking forward to like... Oh, come on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to catch up. I have to catch up, but... yeah, but you don't. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I catch up. And I would love to come talk about it because All you know right. how much I love Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, this week was a shockingly busy week for me in the podcasting <laughs> sphere. Uh, I tend to just kind of be on the lazy river of talking. Um, but I started this week out on Mess Magnets, uh, talking about the Vanderpump Rules uh, scandal, which was a lot of fun to talk about. Not much of a fun scandal, but, you know, that's how it is in reality television. Uh, of course, we've got the regular Bachelor coverage going on on the Reality TV Wrap-Ups Network. Got Next in Fashion podcast going on right now. If you've already listened to it, then you're good. And then Top Chef starts up this week. I got to go Ooh. watch that. Watch Top Chef tonight to talk to Kurt Clark and uh, Latanya about that this weekend. So I'm very excited to do that. So yeah, Fantastic. keeping it busy on this end, which is like not <laughs> usual for me, but yeah. Sometimes you just got to embrace it, you know? Yes, yes. Um, and then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hstrong underscore. And if you want to check out everything I'm reading, I do have a bookstagram account at the Strong Library. That's and- a great follow too. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. And then that's it for us. So thanks for joining us. And we'll see you in another two years to talk about <laughs> next in fashion. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.